You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Hello, Chip. Hi, welcome home. Thank you. I was going to say we're back, but I don't think we actually left the podcast. I mean, we did, but like because we pre-recorded some stuff, but I think the people have still been hearing from us. Yeah. Over the yeah. little bit of break. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it's a little strange because it's a Wednesday and here you are and you're usually only on on Fridays. Do I have to behave myself today? Like talking This is the velvet voice. side of things. Yeah. I'm going to talk so really calmly. <laughs> we're like those that skit on SNL where they are like NPR hosts. Yeah, let's do that the whole episode and see how it goes. Did you hear how many syllables I made the word host? Hosts. <laughs> oh my god, it's like five <laughs> syllables. <laughs> um, people are like, okay, so this is what happens on Friday. Cool. <laughs> Thank God I've been skipping it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, you are here. You're gonna be here on Friday as well. It's like a double chip week, a little extra bonus action for the people. Woo-hoo. Um, but I was saying to you before we got on the call that I keep getting messages. I was posting about my trip on Instagram. And then it got to the place where like, I really just wanted to be present on the trip. And so I was like, I can't do content right now, but I I promised the people that I would give the content later because there's so much and there's so many things people want to know about Bali. It was a big spiritual experience for me. And so it's very in line with what we talk about on the podcast. So I thought I would just put it all in one place because even friends are asking, you know, my parents, everybody. Instead of telling the story a million times, I figured I would just come here and tell everybody you were one asking questions. So I was like, yeah. why don't you just come on and do it with me? <laughs> Are you like when people ask you like, hey, how was your trip? You're just going to send them a link. I'm just going to be like, here you go. Yeah. 
answer. Sorry, I don't have an inbox. <laughs> You're like, I hope you got 30 minutes. Here you go. Boop. Yeah. Well, I was like, one of the things I learned on the trip was to protect my energy. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Here's the link, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of like when I first was going to Bali, I think that this overriding sense in America that you and I have talked about multiple times um, and that a lot of people are just feeling is just this heaviness. And I was really feeling that just like, I'm so tired and feeling this like kind of exhaustion, burnout feeling from all the divisiveness. Um, it's that feeling of like, every time you get geared back up and like, things are kind of looking better. Things are shaping up in America. And all of a sudden, then it's like another hit and we're back at war with each other and fighting and like it's this side versus that side and somebody's wrong and somebody's the villain. I don't know. Just all of it. It's just exhausting. And I got, I was getting wrapped up in it too, because you just start to be like, feeling like you have to defend, you know, it's like, I think we're all just triggered into this, like, wait, this isn't right. And so whatever it is that we think is right, we just feel so, um, led to fight. And that to me is exhausting. So I was feeling that big time, really feeling like this thing of, I don't really know how to help and like what my role. And like, you and I have talked about this, like our role together, having this platform really is like, what, what are we, what should we be doing to help people? Like, do we need to start giving our opinions? Do we need to start educating where we can? Do we need to stay silent? Like, it's very confusing with how to navigate that. And I was really hoping to get some clarity when I went to Bali. And I really feel like I did. I really do. Um, And maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. But most of it, came from actually just getting some space from the chaos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you just sometimes have to separate yourself. I mean, nothing like having to go across the world, literally like around the world (laughs) to get enough silence to hear yourself think and to even know like what you think or what you want to do or how you can find your peace. Like I really couldn't find it here. And I know that for everyone, you can't just go to Bali. So you know, we'll talk about maybe some tips of how to do things um, in America for yourself or wherever you are. If you're not in America, I know we have some people from other places listening too. But um, yeah, so I'm just going to talk through the trip. If questions come up for you, feel free to ask because I'm sure you're the voice of the people. Right <laughs> yeah, well, I wait. I want to just really quickly um, say, I, you know, you went with our friend Mary and... Mm-hmm. I was with her yesterday and we were in a meeting and someone asked how it was. And she said um, it was life-changing on a cellular level. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she, she remarked that, like, I mean, I think this plays into what you just said about like finding the quiet. She was like, none of these people have social media. They're Mm -hmm. not, they're not encumbered by what's going on in the world. Like the world to them is their world. Um, And they live this like, really sort of peaceful existence um, because they're not encumbered by a lot of the bullshit that's going on. That said, it's not easy for everyone to escape that, you know, not everyone is in Bali. So I do think like, you know, it's in, in some ways it's the fight um, that we feel like we are being led to do. It's a little bit because like, you know um, we feel that America 
in particular is sort of getting away from what America really stood for. And, you know, to be an example for the world of like truly what freedom is. Mm. Um, And I, I think it's just a scary time because we've been so fortunate, like not everyone in America has been fortunate. You and I have been fortunate that um, our freedoms have generally been sort of in place um, and we've taken them for granted. Well, that's funny that you say that, though, because you're a gay man and I'm a woman. Well, yeah, but we're white, too, you know, and peace for sure. So like there's there's definitely like, look, it hasn't been perfect, but in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Our rights have fairly, you know, pretty much been there. Um, And now they're being called into question. So, um, yeah, yeah. a couple of things to that. It's one thing that just popped in my head at the same time as I was in Bali, I've been watching this show called the first lady, which Mm -hmm. if you have not watched it, I highly recommend to everyone. It is so well done and it follows the stories of Eleanor Roosevelt, um, Betty Ford and Michelle Obama. So very, three, very impactful first ladies. And, um, they, they all did major things for change, reform rights of minority parties. And when you watch the show, it will blow your mind because it is the exact same issues that we're fighting right now. None of this is new. Like we want to act like we're like, Oh my God, now we're just, you know, all of a sudden overtaken by all these new issues. They're not new. They're not new at all. In fact, we're just reverting back. And so, and then we're starting the same war over and over and over. And I was thinking to myself, like getting the space from it and then watching the show at the same time, like what a waste of energy that we're all expending into some things. Not that the topics don't matter, but that we're starting the fights again. We're just literally going backwards into these fights that we've already our country has already gone through resolved. Yeah. Go watch that show and like, look at it, you know, just objectively and be like, Oh my God, I swear to God, your mind will be like, Oh my God. Cause they put it all in one place for you to see the kind of the insanity that we're doing right now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all a construct to like, you know, make everyone mad at each other. Like they're really easy issues to sort of just like dredge up. Yeah, and manipulation. Because, Look, yeah, it's manipulation. A hundred percent. Like, how do we create enemies of each other? And um, so then more evil shit gets done. So well, anyway. we're missing. We're missing like a lot of. I think this is what Mary felt and what I felt in Bali is we're missing a lot of the point of what's actually happening in our world. Like, I mean you know, I was told by a palm reader and I'll get to this a little bit, but like nature's fighting, we're going to start fighting back because we have just destroyed our earth. And we're sitting here fighting about these issues that matter, but like at the same time, then we miss these other things that we're doing and the way we're living and the things we're asking of ourselves as humans that really force us into like robotic operations. And like, we're just missing all of it to where, everything's going to implode at some point. If we keep going on this road, I really do believe it. I think we're getting there. Like, I think it's happening. We're in it right now. And um, the thing that we got to experience in Bali was people, you know, they, they don't live like we live and they live a beautiful life. Like it is, you know, a lot 
the cost of living is a lot lower and people don't have as much, but it makes you sit there and go, why do we need so much? Yeah, we don't need we, that. We don't like when we don't need any of the things, the things they have are beautiful and lovely and nice. And, um, it just, I felt such a sense of excess in my life, just being there in general, like kind of ick, you know, like this, like, ugh, cause when I'm looking at these people that have less, but have such an attitude of gratitude and, and just happiness and peace and joy, it reminds you like the stuff, the money, the stuff that's all nice. It's great, but it's not where you find true peace and happiness or joy. Right. It's just right. not. So we yeah. miss the mark. So anyway, to get to the trip, because I know people are like here, sick of hearing me on my soapbox <laughs> now. Um, but we, first of all, the travel, I will admit is pretty brutal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I told you that, I mean, this is, I've been back five days now and, um, I did have, I did go to a, a work thing, at, in Virginia beach where I saw you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right after. So I think that added a little bit to my jet lag situation, but yeah, I'm still feeling it. Like I still feel disoriented because it's a completely different time. It's like 13 hour time difference. So your days are just really off. And the travel took us probably between 30 to 35 hours each way, you know? And so, um, yeah, it, it definitely takes it out of you, but it's worth it. And we got there knowing that we got there, we set our trip up to just kind of have a chill first first half of the trip. So we decided to do beach towns. We did this place called Changu. And then the next place was Uluwatu, which a lot of people might know from Eat, Pray, Love. I had a very Eat, Pray, Love. You know, I've never read or seen that movie. Have you really read not? That book? Yeah, I guess Great. I need to. Yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, we went to two of the places that she talks about in that book and the movie. And <clears throat> apparently they've completely changed, obviously, since the movie, because now they're big tourists destinations, but they were still lovely to me. And, um, the first one, Changu was just a little beach town. It's so beautiful. It's, um, on the coast, but a little further North on the coast. And it just, it's like surfers and chill. And I'm trying to think of a place in America to compare it to maybe like a way more chill Venice beach or Santa Monica, you know, just like beautiful water. Um, the food is amazing in Bali. Like if you appreciate food as medicine, this is a a huge place to go because they just eat. Everything is fresh and like not processed. And you ate a lot of raw food too. Yeah. But like raw, not meaning like gross, like, I don't know. Or not a lot of, I mean, not a lot of like raw meat necessarily, but just like real food, you know, like raw vegetables in everything or cooked vegetables and everything, <clears throat> fresh vegetables would be the right way to say it. We went to this place in Changu called the avocado factory, which literally might be, I need to open one here because every I'm obsessed with avocados, but every item on the menu had avocado in it in some capacity, like an avocado shake, avocado toast, avocado pancakes. Uh, like it was like mm. all these different things. So good. Um, <clears throat> but they always offer you like, you know, like a juice shot at the beginning of your meal. Like, do you want turmeric or the things that I really have studied a lot and really buy into healing our bodies like internally and um getting rid of inflammation. Like I really do feel and believe that we are what we eat. And that's 
another thing that gets discounted a lot in our country. Um, and it's hard cause you know, we're really sick here, but we don't really pay attention to that or talk about it. Um, like the obesity f- factor, the like cancer, all these things, like we do it to ourselves. And, um, anyway, over there, it's just different. It's just the way of life. Like there's always these like it's, you don't even have to ask for the vegan options. Cause there's just like tons of vegan options on the menu. It's like, um, I haven't had a Caesar salad in years. <laughs> there's like, there was this Caesar salad made with like cashew nut, um, dressing and like, I don't know, just all this. It was of course, right up my alley. Mary was like, Oh my God, every minute, you know? <laughs> um, but it was so good. And so the first couple of days we just really chilled. The other thing about these beach towns is they have beach clubs, which is another thing we were like, why don't we have this anywhere in America? It's just like a beach club, like what it sounds like. Um, they're a little bit like maybe could be considered party vibe, but they're not like like Vegasy or anything like that. It's chill. It's like Mykonos. Yeah. Maybe I've never been to Mykonos, but maybe it's like that. It's just like beautiful views or like cool activities to do at the beach club. Um, you know, all the pools are like infinity pools that overlook the ocean and, um, swim up bars. And just, again, the food is amazing. Just the scenery itself is amazing. And the people that work there are just like, I've never had such good service and people who were just like, so happy. Like, I don't even know how to say it. They're just like good attitudes all the time. Um, no hostility, definitely no urgency. Like there's a little bit of Island time stuff happening, but not as bad as like Jamaica or Barbados, what we've talked about this year. Right. Um, so anyway, we did that in Changu. We shopped a little bit and then, you know, a lot of the places have, there's been foreigners come in and open shops. So they're just much more developed. Like these little mm-hmm. cities that we went to, um, this was one of them. There's a lot of like European shops that you can go shop in and you feel really like a baller because in rupees, like a million dollars <laughs> or a million rupiah is like not a lot of American dollars. So you're like taking that money out of the bank. Mary looked at me one time. She's like, you ever gotten $4 million out of the bank? (laughs) (laughs) Cause we're just like, Oh my God. It's like, it's like sticker shock when you hear the number, but it's like a hundred bucks for us, you know? So it's right. Right. Um, anyway, we went shopping and then, so then we decided we kind of bounced around. So the next place we went was Uluwatu. The other thing you do in Bali is you kind of, you get a driver, which sounds so fancy, but again, it's really inexpensive and you become like friends with your driver. Like he was with us all week or the whole time we were there and mom was he making, was he making recommendations? Clearly he was a local that knew everything. He's a local. So that's like the things that what I'm about to tell you guys about when we were going from Changu to Uluwatu, he kind of took us on a little bit of a tour, you know, they have all these like temples. And so he took us to a temple and we went and kind of explored and they're just beautiful. Like the architecture there is so, um, detail oriented, I would say like the carvings and the painting, everything has like, it's just exactly like what you see in pictures, but even more brilliant in person, obviously. And so we went and saw a temple that overlooks some water. Some of these have become like touristy now. And so They've opened up a bunch of shops and this one was kind of like that, but it was still cool to see and still so beautiful. We did that. We drove around a lot so we could see kind of like the countryside and the different villages and 
um, I just enjoyed that to see, you know, more than just like the tourist city and see kind of how people live and, um, what life looks like and all of that stuff. So he took us to that. Then he took us to this coffee factory. It's called Luwak coffee. Do you uh-huh. know what this is? Have you heard? No, of it? no. So we get there and it's like, I guess this really fancy coffee in Bali, the way that they do it. And a Luwak is an animal. And it kind of looks like, God, what does it look like? A possum? Yeah, a little bit like that. Ew. Yeah. So you walk up and they have like two of them in the, these cages to show you what they look like. And they walk you through the process of how they make this coffee. So basically the Luwaks go into these fields, which are full of these certain plants with these beans. They eat the beans and then they poop them out. Oh, my <laughs> And they God. pick the the bean which comes out in their poop out of their poop and they open the shell and then that's the coffee bean that they process to make the coffee wow did you drink any i did i tried it (laughs) (laughs) okay a hint of poop yeah i'm like "Mm, it's got notes of poop and more poop If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. 
it's in a shell. So, I mean, I can see why it's not a thing, but of course, Mary and I are like trying to hold back our laughter the whole time. The lady's like seriously telling us about the process and they have so much pride in it. And we're like, you know, teenagers like, oh my God. It's right. Cute. I mean, cause they have dried poop to show you the process. It's bizarre. Ooh. It's bizarre to us, but I mean, it's just, you know, whatever circle of was life. It, was the coffee good though? Yeah, it is pretty good. Would I you would drink say, it again? I mean, I wouldn't have to. Like, it's <laughs> fine to me. It, to me, it's more expensive than other coffees there. And it was fine. I hope, like, I hope that animals are treated well. Yeah, I don't think, and I don't think that they like keep them in cages. I think this is like a process of like a natural process of what happens in Bali. I found that I like the teas in Bali more than the coffee. Like, I feel like they're more, they know tea so well. Um, anyway, so he took us on that little trip on our way to Uluwatu. We get to Uluwatu. It's a surf town. It is amazing. Like, I loved it there. Um, there's, the waves are huge. So, like, it, there's just surfers everywhere. And there's a big, like, Australian community that is there. Like, I don't know if they live there necessarily. I think a lot of people do, like, a month or two six months at a time, like if they can. Um, but it's really not far from Australia. And so even for vacation and stuff, like it's like a five or six hour flight. So it's really, wow. easy. yeah, it's, there's a lot. I really didn't see that many Americans at all. Like a lot it's of a Europe- long journey. Yeah. Yeah. Really long journey. So a lot of Europeans, a lot of Australians. Um, and so there was a lot in Uluwatu was heavy, heavy Australian base. And it's just beautiful. I mean, it's exactly what you would imagine from a surf town. It's got all the shops, all the like little restaurants overlooking water. I probably saw the prettiest sunset I've ever seen in my life on this water. Um, and you're like looking up at this beautiful sunset. I got a picture. I didn't even try. It was like one of those, you know, when you like don't even try to get a good picture and you just take it and it's that beautiful that it's right. that big picture you've ever taken. There's like surfers. They're so there's so many of them and they're so small. They look like little fish down in the water, but, um, yeah, it's just, it was so beautiful and peaceful in the hotel we stayed in there. I mean, I can't even talk about it. I posted a bit, a little bit about it on Instagram. So if you follow me, you probably saw that, but, um, what was it called? It was called the Alila. And I will say this, like somebody messaged me and they're like, "Whoa, you're bawling. The flight is the most expensive part to do this kind of trip. And then we splurged on hotels because for me, it was like, this is my 40th birthday and um, I'm going to invest in this. This is like my thing, you know, to myself. But then everything else in Bali is super cheap. Like our meals would be like for the both of us, less than what I would pay for my own meal here in the States. And so like once you get there and you're, if you like, you could do it a lot cheaper if you didn't stay in the, the hotels we stayed in. Um, so I'm saying, I don't know why I feel the need to say that, but like, just because it was really, really fancy. And I don't know if people go look it up if they're like, oh my God, um, whatever, maybe that's something I need to look at, but yeah, (laughs) anyway, that, that was my investment piece, but, um, it was the the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in. It was so beautiful. I did post a lot about it on Instagram. If you saw that, that was the Alila. Um, I would totally recommend it to anyone and I would stay there again. Hands down. Well, like I also think it's important to note that you're two single female, you know, like there are, um, and there's a safety thing too. So it's like 
sometimes you're paying for luxury. Sometimes you're paying for safety and comfort. Both, so, totally. Yeah. I will say I felt safer in Bali than I did in Jamaica. Like it, <laughs> it, I felt so safe there. There wasn't any moment that I felt like, I don't know if it was how we did it or what, but there was nothing like that. Like I didn't, I felt safe with all the people we met, all like all our driver, you know, all the stuff. So anyway, um, we stay there. The other funny thing that happens because, okay, so Uluwatu is like, it's a beach town. It's further South, but everything in Uluwatu is like up on these cliffs. It's like, uh-huh. town. it, which makes it so beautiful, so much more beautiful. You know, the other thing is, is they have a heavy monkey population. Uh, okay. So it's there's surfers and monkeys sign me up. <laughs> right. Does it get any better? Right. It was like the first night we're there. We're walking to dinner in our hotel and I see this thing cross the path. I thought it was a cat. It's a fucking monkey. It's like, it's just insane. It was like crawling across the thing and they're big. They're called like king monkeys. I think there's a couple different kinds, but the ones we saw in the hotels were huge. I ended up seeing in the next place we went, I had like a monkey jungle experience by myself and it was a little scary. Um, but yeah, they're everywhere in these certain like cliff towns or like jungle towns or, you know, whatever. They're just, that's like a norm and they are really cute. I don't think that they're like probably that sweet. Like apparently they'll steal your cell phone or your sunglasses. So like, if you see them, you're supposed to take both of those things off really quickly. They're always just looking for food. And I guess like they're, it's so overpopulated now that they come out a lot more. Uh-huh. Tell us because they know there's restaurants, you know, so they're right. like, don't feed the monkeys. That's like the big thing because they don't want them to get in the habit of coming back. But anyway, I mean, we did that. We did a lot of massages, too, which after a lot of travel is a really nice thing for your body. It's also like so cheap. <laughs> it was crazy what you could get a massage for. Like, so what's we, the cost? What's the cost? Oh, my God. I mean, I don't even remember. I think it was like there was one we got for 30 bucks. It was like the best massage ever. Um, it's just like that, you know, like, or like it was like 90 minutes for 60 bucks or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but like really nice places too. And like really good massages. Sign me up. I know exactly. Um, so we did Uluwatu. We did two other beach towns. If you saw my stories on Instagram, it's the ones that were up on the cliff and like the infinity pools are literally hanging out over the Indian ocean, which is just epic and insane. Um, you had to, we took this like really janky, like elevator type thing down the cliff, which was not my favorite moment. <laughs> yeah. You sent me a video. It was scary just to watch it. Uh, it was really high, but you're just like, they do this all day, every day. This has to be safe, right? Right. Safe. You just say yeah. these kind of things to yourself. Um, so we did two beach clubs in Uluwatu, and then we were, we moved on the next day to Ubud, which is the big city. It's like the place where, you know, all the healers are. It's what you would probably associate Bali with if you think about it, or if you've heard about it, or, um, you've watched movies about it. It's that's Ubud. And on our way to Ubud, they have this other tourist thing. That's this huge swing. And it's literally like, if you, I'm sure you can like, this is such an Instagram worthy moment. But so I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram if you've looked up anything with Bali, but it's this huge swing. They buckle you in and they swing you out over into the jungle. You, Chip, are like me and you have <laughs> an intense fear of heights. Am I yes, right? Yes. 
So I see this and I'm like, oh, I, this like looks terrible. Mary went first. She's just like living wild and free. She's like, you know, they, they push you so high. The guy literally like pulls you back. He's on the stair and he like goes with the swing and jumps off to give it this full force. So you go really, really high. You're literally like as tall as the pine, the palm trees. I um, love that. It's like human powered too. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, it's beautiful. Is it rice fields that you're swinging over? What are those? No, it just was like these, it was part of the jungle. So you're like in these ravines and they, it's just like this deep, it was like not a ditch. Cause that sounds ugly. It's beautiful, but um, yeah, it kind of looks like rice fields, but it's not, it's just part of the jungle. Got it. I got on an after and I did not want to do it. I was literally like so sick in my stomach. I'm shaking. I'm deep breathing. I'm like, Oh my God. But it was one of those trips where I was like, okay, this is a trip that you just say yes. Mm-hmm. So I get on, I want to vomit. I hated every second of it. Literally every second of it. I stayed on for just the first portion. Like Mary was on way longer than me. Um, they do this thing on the last push. They were like last push. And so I, I didn't even let them get high and I go last push, last push. And I was like, get me the fuck off of this. <laughs> um, I was shaking so bad when I got off, I could have cried. Mary was like, what in the world? Like after you do that elevator, this is the thing. But for me, it just felt, I just didn't feel safe. Like I didn't feel strapped in. I hate heights. Um, maybe cause I had watched her do it too. I don't know. I just, uh, as a person who doesn't like heights, I would assume you could understand. Yeah. I mean, I obviously it's like, it's such a bodily sensation thing. So well, and yeah. And you're just like flying free out in the jump. I'm like, yeah, I fly free, but I'm also scared <laughs> to do that. I guess. I mean, I've done like zip lining through the jungle of like Costa yeah. Rica. And it wasn't like, if I think about it, it seems scary, but like when, once the adrenaline hits, it's fun. Yeah. I thought that's where I could get maybe. And so that's why I tried it, but I never did. And I just mm-hmm. went it off. But I tried it, and I was glad I tried it. It was another validation for me of I can always trust my gut. I knew I wouldn't like that. See? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now you know. <laughs> now I know. Um, so then we get to a boot, which again, like I said, is the big city, and we spent five days in a boot, and I loved every minute of it. Um, a boot is just amazing. It's like this big city. I mean, the shopping was insane. I got so many amazing pieces of clothes and just like different. I mean, cause everything is like, you know, there's a lot of handmade stuff or just like different. It's just beautiful and different and exotic and unique and peaceful. And I don't know, just all the things and all the restaurants, they're really great too. So the first day we kind of just shopped and like did restaurants and the fun stuff like that. And then we decided it was time to do some healing. And so by this point, you know, you were kind of caught up on jet lag too. So I was feeling more like a human again, you're getting on the time zone. And, um, we had signed up for, we saw, I saw three different healers Uh and we did another purification ceremony that I'll tell you guys about too. But the first healer, his name was Pacman. And, um, I'm trying to think of how I would describe him. Basically he was a guy who would find blocked energy in your body So like you go in, you sit in front of him, his wife translates for you and his his English is not very good, but basically he asks you like, what's going on and what are, 
what brought you to see him today. So you start telling your story a little bit and, um, he just gives you feedback. Cause like, he just has, he senses, like, I guess he's a very, he's an intuitive. And so he senses what's actually happening with you. So he starts giving you the messages that he's getting and his wife is translating for you. It's always completely spot on. I mean, he nailed me with all the stuff that is happening or what I was storing. Um, you know, the things that like were ready to be released. And so then you go in after your little talk session, which feels like therapy in and of itself. And then you go into this session with him of body work and it kind of hurts, not kind of, it does hurt Uh (laughs) Um, because he's finding these, like, you know, when you get a massage and you have like a knot. Uh Okay. Well, he finds those like that are energetically stored in your body. So like, he's finding places that like you have these knots, you would never really know that you have them. I don't think like, or I was unaware of a lot of mine. Cause we, we live our lives. So clenched, you know, like we're just like, go, 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 go. We don't, we're just so out of tune with our bodies. And so like he would push on certain parts or like on my feet and it would hurt so bad. Like I'm like, ah, at a couple points, but he would push on it and push on it and push on it again until it released. And then it wasn't sore anymore. Um, so he does this to your whole body and it's just like, it is like a huge release. Um, but he says, you know, after the session, you kind of talk through what happened and and then he's like, gives you what to do. And he's like, you need to rest because you're going to be really tired. You might feel weird because your body I've like set it up but now it's going to just start shedding, you know? And so you're like, okay, okay, whatever. I was exhausted after, but like, I didn't think anything of it. We kind of had a chill night after that. Um, but like I woke up the next morning and I was so nauseous. I felt like I was hungover and I hadn't drank. And so I was like, what is going on? Um, I felt exhausted. I had slept like 10 hours. It was just this weird, like, and I'm like, oh my God, this must be the energy work, like releasing we tried to go rafting. I literally was like, okay, I'm just not feeling good. I'm going to just go use the restroom and then like try to reset, like get energized. Cause being on the water seemed like it would maybe help. I literally go in the bathroom and I just started crying. Like I wasn't even sad. It was, huh. it was most like I could, and I couldn't stop. It was, it made me feel insane, but I literally, I walked out. I'm like sobbing. And Mary's like, oh my God, what's the matter? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I literally was like, I You're like I've never been happier. I was like, I'm actually really not sad. <laughs> uh, but, but she was like, oh my God, is this from Pokemon? And I'm like, I guess, I don't know. But it was this, one of the things he had said to me was you have got to start trusting your intuition. Actually, all three healers that I saw told me the exact same thing. You're so intuitive. You don't listen to yourself and you have to start listening to yourself and telling people no. And that was sort of like, I was feeling obligated to go on this rafting trip that we, um, had booked or whatever. And so it was sort of this like first part of the lesson in some ways of like, this is what he just told me that I need to do is listen to my body, listen to myself. And I'm doing something or I'm trying to do something that I think other people will make other people happy, even though it was not at all what I wanted to do in the moment. And so I was like, I feel like I have to listen to this right now. And I just went back to the hotel and let Mary and our other friend, Tiza, who lives in Bali now. I know you guys friend from New York lives in Bali Mm -hmm. now, but 
um, let them go on their rafting trip. And I just went back to the hotel and this sounds really like sad and dark, but it wasn't, it was like, I went back to the hotel, I got in my bed and I just sobbed for like an hour, you know, and then I took like a really long bath and I would cry more. And it sounds weird, but it was what I needed. Like there was just, it would, to me, like I've learned that crying is just healing. It's like taking a shower for your soul is what one of my, um, that's what my flower essence girl tells me. And, and now that I feel that it's so true. Cause it's like, think about how you feel after a really long cry, uh-huh. you feel like drained, but you also are like, okay. And now we can move forward. You know what I mean? But the more we like hold it in our bodies, and we don't release it, um, the more trapped everything feels or the more like you can't actually move forward with your life or the more angry you are, the more whatever it is. So I guess I just needed to cry. That was the way that my body was releasing all the energy he had like pushed out the day before. so wild. It was wild. Um, And then I did, we had a purification ceremony set up, which is something that they do at the temples here. And so I did, you know, muster up the energy. Cause I was like, I can't miss this. So that was the perfect end to that day though. And, um, a purification ceremony, and I'm going to post some more pictures of this on Instagram, but I did post like my actual birthday picture was from this. It's amazing. It's like you go into the temple, but in these temples, when I say that they have, this is like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old of just like carvings into the sides of mountains and rocks and like building these structures. Like it's just taken so much time and it's so detailed and it's so incredibly beautiful. And they have all these gods and goddesses like carved in these statues. And it just, you feel small, you know, it's that feeling when you stand by the ocean and you're reminded of like how powerless we really all are, but it's like comforting at the same Uh time, you know, just like the world is so much bigger than this tiny little bubble that I live in. And that I think is so important all the time. Like, look at this vast array of just amazingness that has been created by nature that is so powerful and so much stronger and bigger than anything in my own world. And, um, to me, that's really comforting. So it was that feeling but then you have this guide and he kind of walks you through like these prayers and then you go and you like do this cleansing and some of the water. Um, they had this thing called emotional therapy where you go stand literally up against a waterfall and you scream into the rock three times and it like releases that energy from your body. And it's, it is healing. Then you go stand under another waterfall and you just laugh and you dance and they tell you like, just find your joy, find your joy. And so it's like, you release it. Then you go stand in this other water where you're just like laughing and you're like, so purely happy. I don't know Uh, how to explain it. Does it not feel ridiculous? No, oddly. No, because everyone there is doing it. And you're just like, it's for some reason, I think the environment is so powerful that you just trust it. Right. It's like, instead of being like, I'm going to think my way through this, you just feel, you just feel through it. And because you're just feeling through it, none of it feels ridiculous because you're like, this is here to help me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like you're standing under this water, you get in these baths of water, you're drinking from the side of the mountain. Like we were so laughing so hard because we're like, 
you go to foreign countries, you know, and they're like, be careful of the water. And here we are just like straight up drinking from the side of, I have no clue where this water is coming from. Um, probably the pee from those animals that you've ate their poop it's earlier. It's Luwak, I know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever it was, it, it cured me. So. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me too, getting to do that with Mary was like one of the most just beautiful bonding experiences, you know, to see someone you love going through this range of emotions and opening their soul and their heart up, like to be walking through that together. I mean, I could cry talking about it. It was just, it was so powerful to get to experience that with someone I love and like for myself and also for her, you know, like, and then for us together, it was just amazing and then they do a blessing on you at the end and it's that thing where they put the um mark in between your forehead so like i felt so bali <laughs> oh that was the photo that you all posted it was yeah so like they do the blessing and then um yeah they have a mark on your forehead and i don't know it's just something about it is it is purifying and it it like breaks you down in this way that I've said a million times on this podcast already, that you're just like, none of that shit matters. None of it. 
Like yeah. none of the, when she's talking about it changes you on a cellular level, that for me was the moment, like just standing under the water of this huge waterfall and like seeing the carvings of these gods and goddesses and praying to something bigger than me, you know, like to me now it's like in life, I, I can't process especially how, you know, we could operate regardless of what God you believe in. Like if it's God, if it's Jesus, if it's Buddha, if it's like your Hindu or whatever it is for you, like just the higher power thing was so big and special and felt there. Like I couldn't deny, there is no chance that I could deny that there is a power greater than me, you know, like, cause I saw it, it was there. Uh I felt it. So anyway, that was very purifying. I actually felt like how Sonia felt nauseous after the pot bomb thing that finally like took it away. And, um, I was super energized and it was ready to go. So, okay. I'm going to talk about one of the other healers we saw, which is called the electric lady. And you guys are going to be like, she's lost it. She's off her fucking rocker. Oh, no. shock, is this shock therapy we're about to hear about? Yeah. Yeah, literally wow. Mary kept saying like, I think I've just had a stroke because of the way that like certain parts of it work are like, you kind of feel like, Oh my God, what just happened? Um, I don't know how like Gwyneth Paltrow or Courtney Kardashian for Poosh have not found this woman yet. And so I'm very hesitant to even like talk about her because she feels like this, like unkept secret that I have that I don't want to expose, but I have to share the love. So anyway, we went to this lady, her name is the, they call her the electric lady. And similar to Pokemon, you walk into a session with her and, um, she asks you like, what, what are you here for? Like, what are your ailments, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, whatever. So you kind of quickly go through that with her. And the reason they call her the electric lady is because she has electric hands. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, cool. It's like Reiki. Like, it's like, she has like really strong energy. And cause like when you do Reiki with an energy worker, you can feel heat from their hands. You can like, I don't know, you feel it. Like it's like yeah. an energy energy feels really strong if you're in tune with it. So I assumed it was that. So I, but Mary had told me right before she was like, no, I mean like literally people think that she has a tool in her hand because like it feels electric. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, like blah, blah, blah. We'll see get on the table. Um, she takes like, there's like a pan on the bottom of the table. I was face down first. So you lay on the table. There's a pan of like, kind of like maybe it's wet. (laughs) So I lay there, she puts my feet in that. Then she puts a wet towel on the top of my feet. Cause I'm like face down, like a massage. And it's similar to a massage. She like starts rubbing oil all over your body and then takes her hands and starts like, kind of massaging. But when I tell you, it's like, like it feels like you stuck your hand in an electric socket. Like I'm not exaggerating. And she's not plugged into anything, not plugged into anything, not like using a tool of any kind. Apparently Mary asked her like, what happened? Like, how was she like this? Cause like at one point I was like, do I need to look? Cause you want to like, look and see if she's holding anything. But then she, you can tell the way that she's massaging you that it's just her fingers. Like it's so, so, so bizarre. Um, and Mary asked her during her session, she's like, how did you get like this? And she said about, um, I can't remember a decade ago, let's say 
she just woke up one day and it was like that. And then she went into this deep mourning for like seven years because she's like, I couldn't function. Like I had this thing in my hands and I kept praying and I kept praying for it to like be taken away and it wouldn't. And finally it came to me, like I'm supposed to help people with this. And so there are some articles, she's kind of hard to find, but there's some articles where people are talking about like, um, they have neuropathy and she kind of helps, you know, like she won't say she can cure things, but I think she like physically has helped a lot of people. For me, one of the things that I mentioned to her was that I had a lot of brain chatter. Like I just obsess, you know, like I get like stuck on a topic. I'm trying to figure it out. That's always me. I'm figuring it out, figuring it out. And, um, and so I was like, it's hard for me to turn off my brain. It's why I have sleep issues. You know, it's just like, chaos in my brain. Sometimes I have to really quiet my brain. And so I told her that, and she did this thing. And I think she did it to Mary too, but she put her hands between my eyes, like nose. And she's like, like, when I tell you, you, it's like, so you see, you literally just like start to see white light. And I was like, she's like, follow the white light. I was like, Oh my God, am I dying? Like, is this, is this happening? Is is this where I go? And I was actually really peaceful if it was, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she kept saying like, and it was true. Like the things that were flying in are things that I've been worrying about and they would fly in and she would, it's like, she would know. Cause the second one would fly in, she'd be like, release that. Like, think about the white light, only think about the white light. And I will tell you that since I've had that experience, um, when things come into my brain to like worry about or kind of like ruminate over, it's like it, I catch it and I'm able to be like, no, only think about the white light. Cause the white light feels bright and like happy and powerful and moving forward for me. So anyway, it's just been stuff like that. And it's really interesting. I felt extremely energized after that session. Like I could have gone and run a marathon cause I was probably like electrocuted and, um, I don't know. It was just like one of the main, she was the same thing with me of the main thing being like, trust your intuition. And she kept, she had me do this mantra where it was like, um, thank you. I forgive you. Um, I love you. And I've heard that before, but there was, you know, she said it in a different way of just like, we do these things in our lives and, um, we get so mad at ourselves. Like I've gotten just so mad at myself for making the same mistakes, you know, let's say in relationships specifically, cause that's what I talk about a lot on this podcast over the last decade. And she's like, but you didn't know, like, you can't keep punishing yourself because you just didn't know. And like, now I have new awarenesses and, you know, little by little over the last decade and knew more and more and more, but you can't know what you don't know. And so just to forgive yourself for what you didn't know and know that you were doing your best and thank you. Um, and that's another part of like this cellular change is to tell yourself, thank you. And I love you. And to support yourself through hard times, like all of those things like really do physically and emotionally spiritually change you on this cellular level. Like the messages we say to ourselves, you know, absolutely. Um, okay. Last healer. I feel like I'm just like, Um, I feel like you got the electric shock this morning. I know I kind of (laughs) did. Um, okay. So then the last healer that I saw was on my actual 40th birthday and her name was Tina and she was a palm reader. She does numerology and she reads tarot cards and she and I talked a lot. Like she read my palm, which is super interesting. Um, again, the 
a really strong intuitive line. And the first thing she said was, Ooh, you're so sensitive. And she got like scared to tell me anything about myself. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can handle that. But you know, I am, I'm a feeler, a sensitive. Um, and she tried to talk me through like using that as a superpower, not feeling bad about it. Um, and then we did like numerology. She kind of tells you numerology is fascinating. Another thing I kept posting about on Instagram was like, I keep seeing, or I kept seeing up to my birthday a lot specifically, but I see all the time, like seven 11, which is my birthday on clocks. And like during that trip, I was seeing it every day. Um, and there's all this like numerology at all times in our life that we're just not paying attention to even like the day we were born, um, has a certain number. And so I haven't really, you know, dove into that work yet or mm-hmm. just that understanding, but she kind of talked me through like what those numbers mean. And it just describes your personality. It's crazy. It's just another form of like understanding yourself and understanding how like everything in our lives it's all for a reason. Like we came here on the day we came for a reason, our soul, you know, chose it and all this stuff. And so she talked me through that. Then we, we did a tarot pool where I asked her some questions. I did a lot of work-based questions and found some guidance there. And then she and I just talked for a while after about kind of the world. And, um, I think some people would interpret a lot of it as doomsday. So I'll keep some of it just I don't know. For me, it was really affirming Mm -hmm. because it's what I've been feeling, but you know, and Marv has also told me a lot of this stuff, but I hear people say a lot, like when things go back to normal, that's like the big message, right? Like, and I've said it, like, it's just like, Oh, things feel normal again. And it feels really relieving. And then I think the thing that's felt so defeating for a lot of us is, and then the other shoe drops or then the bottom falls out again. And so we can't really get back to this, like feeling of security, maybe that we're looking for in the normalcy. And I have finally kind of like, or like what I was thinking on the flight to Bali was, I just think I have to stop trying to pretend like things are going to be normal again. Like Marv has been telling me this for a long time of just like, this isn't a time of, and things go back. It's a time of like, we have done this wrong or we have like created things that aren't working. And so we're shifting. We're like, the problem is here. We are like blowing up our world on 80 million different in 80 million different ways. And like, we're seeing that unfold and it's it's ultimately not going to be a bad thing, but it's going to be uncomfortable while we go through the process of letting go and change. And, um, it's that re that thing where it's like, before you can rebuild a house, you have to destroy things first. And so like, I think that's what's happening right now. And for Tina, I mean, when we were talking, she was just like, basically talking me through that this is going to be going on for quite some time. You know, she actually said the next eight years Um, and and not necessarily in exactly the way that it is now, but like 2030 is when we're going to find some peace, but the world's going to look totally different. And as scary as that can sound, I found a lot of peace in it because it helped me to be like, I don't have to fucking fight so much. Like I, you know, like the only thing that we can predict right now is that things are going to keep happening and like, they just are. And 
I think that there's certain causes that, you know, if you feel like super led to go help with these certain causes, do that. Yes. Um, if you can, if you have access to changing something for good, do that. And I think there's other parts of it that are like, how do we find like the peace and the love amongst all this chaos? Like, how do we get back to our different relationships with others and accepting that, like, things are going to be this way for a while. Like there's going to be another shoe that drops. Like there's going to be like COVID's probably going to kick back up again is what it's looking like. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's just, things are not just going to go away and quote unquote, go back to normal. And so it's just preparing yourself and like operating from a place of acceptance and surrender. And that's where I find the peace at least is just knowing that like, I can't change all the stuff going, cause I can't change other people. So like I can do small things. Like we talk about with gun control, do your part, you know, in what you believe in and all of those things. Um, and maybe let's try to like stop fighting each other so much, try to find some middle ground, I think would be a really good thing. I don't have high hopes, but, um, but yeah, like for me, it's accepting. And like, so then when something happens, I don't feel so like, Oh my God, something else like added to the list. Like it's sad. It's, it is, but sort of like this is going to be how it's going to be until we hit such a rock bottom that we actually decide to do something different because i don't see that happening right now and so like i'm like yeah nothing is going to change this episode is brought to you by navy federal credit union at navy federal it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them but do everything to make sure they not only grow but flourish That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Yeah, I also think too, it's like ever trying to put a genie back in the bottle is, um, it seems like such a like futile thing. And it's like, how do you find a new normal? Um, And constantly be, it's like growing and changing and those sorts of things versus, I mean, in a way it feels a little lazy just to want things to be the way they used to be, you know? and because it, it it almost feels pointless because we're con- we're energy that's constantly moving. Well, if so we're not, we're dying, right? Like, right. If not growing, you're dying, kind of thing. And so, like, yeah, if we just want things to go back to normal, it's like, okay, but there's absolutely no growth there, and like, that's just not how the universe works. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's challenging us to grow. So, 
we're in that right now. We're in the challenge to grow and we can either pay attention to that and lean into it, or we can keep fighting it. But I think the bigger struggle and the more pain comes if you fight it, right? try to fight the change. Like she used this analogy of like a bicycle wheel. And she was like, if you were, you know, if a wheel comes up against you and you just stand straight up and you're like, you try to stop the wheel like the wheel is going to keep turning. And so like, all that's going to do is going to bump up against you and probably knock you over and run you over. Right. But if you like held onto the wheel and just tried to ride the wheel in the circle with the wheel and just kind of went with the wheel and let it guide you Mm -hmm. be along for the ride and you would get a lot further. Right. Like just that idea of leaning in to what we're being presented with right now, looking at things like staying curious, like why are we up against this abortion stuff again? Like we said, why are we talking about gay marriage again? Like we've already done these things, you know, right. like, um, why are we talking about guns again? Well, because nothing changed. So like we have all these things to pay attention to. We can sit here and yell at each other and post on social media about whatever side, or we can actually listen, get quiet and decide to do something different. And like, I think that that's what we're being asked to do. Like, you mentioned earlier, like the climate control stuff. I mean, like our world is clearly being affected. Like if I've not heard one person say that their weather isn't different than like it has been, you know, like our right. seasons are all different in Bali. It's wasn't supposed to be rainy season. It rained a lot. Um, and they're saying they're like, it's because of the climate con- climate issues. So like, yeah, we keep destroying our world. We don't do anything different. Well, nature's going to fight back. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just how this works. So, I don't know. That was like the overall sense that I got was um to get quiet, to pay attention, to lean in, to keep going through like every day turning it over and just accepting like my powerlessness but finding hope in the things that I can do. And I think like the other thing that really hit for me was um this isn't a political podcast. It never has been. I've gotten confused on what my role should be with that. And you and I have both battled with like, what are, you know, like I said, what are we supposed to do with this platform? We have it. So like, are we supposed to be talking about it? Is it, um, are we not using it if we don't, you know, all these things, but I I really got to like, I don't, that's not really what I think my role is. And I do think everyone here has a role. And, um, I know that I was brought into this world, just like I said already as a really sensitive, intuitive healer, uh, I'm sorry, person interested in healing that's open to healers that maybe other people aren't. And so I think that's maybe what my role is, is to, to expose people who are able to help and like give people these outlets for when they do, um, need help, you know, and saying it's okay. Like showing people that, um, it's okay to have feelings and it's okay to cry things out, or it's okay to get comfortable in the uncomfortable and all those things. Like that is where I think I can help because I'm comfortable doing that. It's how I live my life. Um, and so that's what I really want to keep bringing here is like helping you guys just learn about different things. So if you do need it or you want it, or you're curious about some different kind of healing or astrology or whatever, you have the resources because I'm like constantly investigating those resources and going and getting electrocuted. So I can tell you guys. About 
<laughs> crying in the bathroom for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I do think there was reason, but, um, yeah, like I'm actually, I was like, Oh, I'm just releasing. Like I'm very comfortable in it again. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would be like, Oh my God. Even I did feel a little insane for a second. Cause I was like, I'm not sad, but anyway. right. So that's the Bali trip. Um, I'll try to link as many resources as I possibly can in the description. And you guys can always message me uh, more questions. If you can't go to Bali, I think there's totally different ways to, to um, do these kind of investigations or emotional journeys anywhere that you are. And if you have questions about that, I can help you with that as well. There's tons of resources on this podcast and different types of healers. Um, anyway, I think the biggest thing to walk away with mainly would be just to say that it's okay to pause and it's okay to reflect and it's okay to ask yourself what you need right now. You know, I needed to kind of escape all the noise and to go celebrate a new decade in my life. And, um, what do you need? What do you need today? What do you need, um, to get through this week? What do you need to get through the day, the night, whatever it is, just really checking in with ourselves and getting quiet and connecting with some sort of higher power that's here to help us. So anyway, I hope that that was informative for you guys. And I answered all the questions that maybe you had. If you have more, you can always hit me up at Kelly at velvetsedge.com or on Instagram. I'm at velvets edge. Um, we will be back on Friday again with Jillian Tarecki, who is the relationship coach that was here last month to answer all your relationship questions. And we didn't get through all of them. So tons of new questions coming your way. And, um, we'll see you guys again on Friday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the velvet's edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts.